Boy, I'm OJ. Thank you now. He's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. Hey, I got a question for you. Could I have been a background singer? Could I get a nut? Just a little humming, a little hum action, you know. But hey, 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 it's the big motherfucking baby. And I'm respecting my neighbors right now because it's fast time, so I'm trying not to yell too much as I'm recording this intro. But let me just turn the damn OJs off. But yeah, so in, in, in the second part of Trigger, <laughs> you see what I did there? We, we, we give our red table recap, and that's actually why we came together to have the conversation. Uh, then we talk a little bit about some mental health, sports versus academics in the black community, community especially, uh, student athletes, and obtaining an education or obtaining a skill set, and which one is more important. So, that's a quick rundown, but I do want to rent for a little while, if I may. If, if that's okay with you all, I just want to do a quick little rant, right? So, in response to the Red Table Talk, I, I think it's pretty, pretty shitty. I think it's pretty ignorant. I think it's terrible, honestly, as a society, that we took the one little Aisha Curry headline and ran with it. Didn't listen to it in context. Didn't watch the 27-minute Red Table Talk. It's just going crazy poo-pooing all on Aisha. Now, don't get me wrong. I had some funny posts, but those are jokes. Those are all jokes. Never gave my true opinion on how I felt because, honestly, it's their house. It's their home. Uh, they do what they do. They do what makes them happy. But there were so many different deep-seated discussion points that came from that red table talk that should have been that should have been on the forefront. Not her saying, "Oh, my husband gets a lot of attention. I wish I would get some more outside attention or some more attention." Whatever the case may be, whatever it is that she wants, whatever it is that she said. If you if you want to know, go back and watch the entire red table talk. Uh, I'm not plugging them, but go watch it. Um, but yeah, there was I mean there was talks of anxiety, mental health, the the things athletes push themselves through, race like. Um, Doc Rivers' daughter talks about how she didn't even like see race until she was like twelve, having a black dad and a white mom. Like, it, it just didn't exist in her life. And for someone to go twelve years without seeing it, it lets us know that racism is a learned behavior. Um, I mean, their house got burned down because her dad was successful, black, married to a white woman. That's nuts. That's a conversation that that should be had. Uh, Sadell Curry talks about her five concussions from volleyball. That's a conversation that needs to be had because we only talk about concussions and fighting and football, but they happen in other sports. Or the fact that she kept playing and pushing through despite the long-term detriment that it has on her body. That's a conversation to be had. And honestly, that is the conversation that we had, the mental health conversation, the anxiety conversation, the, the conversation about Athletes pushing too hard, and it's, it spins off into the different many topics that I, I spoke about. But I think that's the important piece to be taken away from the Red Table Talk. 
Not somebody having a true moment of human truth and saying, oh, yeah, I wish I got more attention or some shit like that. And, and for you people who, like, killed her on social media about talking about the women who, who exposed themselves and how she wouldn't do that, you don't have to expose yourself to get attention. And, and, and somebody can feel some type of way and still have insecurities. You have insecurities. And you may feel on your best days one way, but on your worst days, you contradict what you normally say and do. We all contradict ourselves. It's okay. It's part of being human. Allow people to be human instead of just, just killing them for, for not being what you want them to be. Be who you want yourself to be. Try to influence those around you to be the best them. Then after that, what else are you going to do? But anyways, I'm sorry. Let me get off my, let me get off my, 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 my high horse. Not my high horse. Let me get off my, um, Soapbox, there we go. Let me get off my soapbox and listen to this pod and enjoy it. Oh, that's a great that's a good caveat. Because I like caviar. You talk caviar, excuse me. That's a good caveat. Because you talk about, you talk about <laughs> taking, a look, <laughs> taking a look at insecurities, and that's one of the things that's been hot right now with the whole Aisha Curry thing that went crazy with the Red Table Talk is her taking a look at her insecurities. And She's been uh, backstory for anybody who had to listen to the entire Red Table Talk. It's only twenty seven minutes. You you waste that much time in the toilet, so why just listen to it? Talk like shit. Okay. Um, um, that's true. Because you sit on your phone. Yeah, if you sit on the toilet, scrolling, you're like if you're on your phone on the toilet, you are not taking the most efficient shit possible. Twenty seven minutes. What else? But yeah, but it, 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 it's thirty minutes of your day. You you, you got that to give up. Um, and she talked about how she um, how Steph has groupies. Well, he's a top five player in the NBA. He's a cheat code. Um, he's light skin with, with with green eyes. Cheat code, and he good at sports. Hey, cheat code. Arguably <laughs> the best shooter. Oh, he's also a Christian man. Yeah, he's, he's, so they say solid Christian. I don't know. I'm just saying that, 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 that's that's respectable. That's right. Yeah. He's great at what he does. Like again, top five in the NBA. Um, arguably the best three point shooter ever. That nigga got groupies. Yes. Right. Hella groupies. Yes. He got um, ma- he got yeah. male groupies. This cat that yes. ain't got half the resume that he got that got groupies. So of course he don't have that. Right. Oh shit! <laughs> the grease is hot. But they but they been together since he was like fifteen. And um, I'm just gonna assume she didn't step out. Um, oh, that is so wrong. No, but it's not true. It's her fault that she didn't step out? Yes! She didn't marry since she was fucking fifteen and now all of a sudden she met niggas ain't ain't ain't, ain't, ain't giving them goddamn attention. You motherfucking right, that's her fucking fault. You should have took a pause from a relationship and say, hey, there are parts of my life that I have not lived out that I want to live out. What makes you think that they didn't? Fair question. I mean, the only thing we know is that they got together when they were in high school and they got engaged and now they're married. Yes, but she's talking about how niggas ain't shooting her shot. She wants to feel like somebody wants to shoot at her. She wants some positive attention from outside. No, no, that's not what she said. That's not what she said. She did not say that she she dudes are not shooting their shot to however. What she said was she said she got zero. She um, zero zero means none. No, it, attention, not shooting shot, not people shooting the shot is no. attention. 
No, it is not. Shooting your shot means that, you know what, just giving a compliment. Hey, you know what, you're a beautiful lady. Well, that's not okay. That's not fault. You should come out and say, hey, beautiful. How you doing today, baby? <laughs> Man, what? I, can't what? Can't I don't, I don't what? understand. Like, I'm busy. Yeah. Like, 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 when I, when I, when I, when I, when I if, 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 if I'm around a woman, right? When she come home, or I come home, hey, you how you doing today? But she said she gets that from her husband. And what the fuck is it? She again, want? so again, she she's in a relationship. Her. No, she's in a relationship, and she sees her husband continuously getting attention, and she's like, well, damn, my husband gives me all my attention, but. I wonder about other people. And again, Jada, Gam, Aldell, and her mother-in-law addressing was like, they get it. You just don't pay attention because you question? have closed off to it. Can I ask one question? Who would know her name if she wasn't married to Steph Curry? Mm. Her family. No, we will never know that. Exactly. We don't. Because, because as of right she now, talent. Exactly. She does. She but she she open the door for so no, I'm not saying she shouldn't have. Bro, look here. No, 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 no. Her cooking shows I still haven't watched and will never watch because I don't even fuck about it. Uh, nobody is watching that she's not Steph Curry's wife. I'm not saying that she's not talented. She doesn't have the capability of being there. But she has a, a, a platform because of who she married. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, struggle, I struggle to agree with your perspective. And you have your Paula Deans, your Rachel Ray's, exactly. the pioneer woman. You have exactly. all these other human beings that have these shows based around cooking meals, They're prepping meals, so on and so forth. So there is a strong market out there for what it is that she's dibbling and dabbling yes. in. Um, now, as far as how she got to her level of fame, I absolutely agree that it was the relationship that she has cultivated over the years that allowed her to get to this position that she's in. But the idea that it's solely because of her spouse, I struggle with that. Now, I can't think of any Canadian cuisine that I'm like, yeah, I'm dying to get a part of that. But man, what do Canadians eat? You want fucking Canadian bacon? No, and that is not even that's not even <laughs> oh anyways. So I I would say I, I I somewhat agree with what Wayne said. If if she was never married to Steph Curry, I think it maybe would have took her longer, but by her having the idea of hey let me mm-hmm. set up a YouTube channel to do all this because right now I see some dumb shit on YouTube. People are literally watching a fucking a woman eating crabs and slapping it with all types of whatever, mm-hmm. and they just watch her eat it. What's the presentation of that? Exactly. exactly. Like, That's not her presentation. No. She don't she don't present herself in that way. Who? Uh, Aisha Curry. No. So yeah. no. So but I'm just so my point is she ain't got the body for it. Anyways. My point is, is that maybe, maybe it would have took her a little bit longer to get to the status that she she's at now, but and maybe it's because she's Steph Curry that her fan base, or Steph Curry's wife, that her fan base was where it is, where where it was with her YouTube channel. But I still think that if she would have pursued, I mean, talent is talent. You have your Paula Deans, you have your Bobby uh, Flays, you have all these people who hasn't even utilized social media and they're on, you know, celebrity chefs. So I don't want y'all to, I don't I don't want it to be missed that I don't think she's talented and she does not deserve her platform. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that she would not have the platform that she currently has right now without her husband. Hello, but what's your but what's your point in saying that though? What does that have to do with her insecurity expressing insecurity? Oh yeah, that's insecurity, that's just me hating. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Word? 
Well, now, going, now uh, we're going to get back to the insecurities conversation. And um, for one, I think the fact that her saying what she said becoming like international news is just, it's just the sad place that society has gone to because there are so many conversations that matter that you could extract from that red table talk that we should be talking about. Yes. And not a woman who is insecure because her husband's pretty and famous and he got hoes, but he don't fuck with her. And to, to dive into this, like we talked about that earlier, I, I, I agree completely with that. But at the same time, when you put your, when you say something on like that's going to be put out in the media, you open yourself up to that. Which, they, she's married to him, they got their own conversation, she can say whatever she wants to say, that's between them. I got a problem with that. My problem is, but equal rights. Mm-hmm. Is that if Steph would have came out and made that same comment with the same people that support her, support him? No, because no one's gonna sit before a man. Fucking Zach, but equal. Yeah. But, 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 but things are not equal in this arena. It's, yeah, it's not pretend. My right. point. It's not pretend. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> so, 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 let's think about it. Candace, Candace Walker, Sheldon Williams, right? Man, yes. I mean anything to y'all. Kenneth Parker. Uh, I mean a lot. I mean a lot. I know to y'all. To y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to say you didn't got my full attention. Kenneth <laughs> Parker, highly attractive basketball player, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. This is gorgeous. And she and Sheldon yes. Williams, the the, the the father of her daughter, her I won't say ex husband, mm-hmm. uh, is a boxhead, six nine bum ass Nixon Duke who got to the league, was not a great NBA player. But she was the famous person of their couple, right? Mm-hmm. Only only basketball fans know Sheldon Williams, but your typical human being may be aware of who Candace Parker is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure her DMs, granted we weren't in the DM culture back then, but I'm, I'm sure she was getting more positive attention from outside people than he was. If Sheldon Williams comes out in an interview and says, yeah, I see all these motherfuckers trying to, me- trying to holler at my girl. I wish, uh, you know, more women would go down holler at me. What are we going to say? Man, nigga, shut up, man. Can't <laughs> <laughs> Just a Right. Well, hold on now, because you're giving this dude Sheldon too much credit, all right? First of all, he was put on because of her brother that played on the team with him. So I don't even think he shot his own shot, but that's just me being a hater, okay? <laughs> I take that situation very personal, man. Yes, <laughs> I am <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's her. That's Candace. That's, that's CP3 all day right there. Um, so I'm confident. Yeah, I'm confident that, she, that he was put on courtesy of the relationship with the brother. That's where I'm at with that. I'm a hater. I'm bona fide. I certify it in that scenario. But she still got yeah. that special mm-hmm. shit to agree to the merit to accept that. Now, but it comes along with a certain level of stature, right? You're talking about a multiple NCAA champion. You're talking about she's received multiple college basketball awards. She is dominant in the game. She is a true force when it comes to playing the sport. So when she came, made her transition through Tennessee, and she made the transition to the league, the amount of men that are actually in a position where they're able to shoot a shot at a woman that stands at six foot four. I don't know how much she weighs, but I appreciate every pound I look at on her. You don't even need to look it up. I'm just going to appreciate every ounce is there. And she dunked. And she dunked. You look at the amount of men that encounter her and they look at her. Most men are already intimidated because there's a strong group of men out there that have insecurities already. Most men are already terrified of dating a woman that's taller than them. But those are the insecurities that is men that they can't really talk about. I'll climb that tree. Any day of the week. Everybody has insecurities. Everyone has an insecurity. But the difference is when you're a male and you put your insecurities on display, you get looked at as if you are less than because you have admitted to or you've confessed that you feel a certain type of way. But we can already see them even when you think we can. Allegedly. Allegedly, they can see your insecurities. 
The other side to that, though, is so when we make this argument that Aisha has insecurities and she's it's okay for her to go public and be honest and transparent, but if a man does that, it's problematic. It's because of the culture that we have created in society where if you're a male, you're not allowed to feel. You're not allowed to have a level of sensitivity. You're not allowed to take on a level of emotion or have a public display. That is a Wayne problem when it comes to society that when I look at that and I observe that, I say, mm, I'm not okay with this. Because I know as a father, I consider my child. And if the, if the things that I encourage with my children, if you are at a point in your life where you are allowing society to drive your thoughts, to drive your actions, to drive how you perceive yourself, there's a problem this day. And that's, those, are the, those are the issues that I take with the conversation. But when it comes to Candace Parker, Nope. <laughs> shoot or shoot. shoot She's somebody's child, too. She is. And I'll tell her daddy and her mom, be like, look, your boo, your baby, your sweetheart. Yep. <laughs> but the, the, so the crazy thing is she talks about the, the sensitivity and the um, anxiety. That's the real conversation exactly. should have been extracted from yes. the table exactly. It yes. is fucking uh, curry dog. Curry daughter, mm-hmm. whose name I don't remember, I'm not gonna look at my Sadell Curry, yeah, and it makes sense. I don't really remember her name because she's a forgotten child of the family. Um, no, no, it's, it's, well, it's, no, it's part of the conversation. Yeah. Like her two brothers are in the NBA. Her dad was an NBA player. Her mom is the fine ass meal for be watching the games. Yeah, <laughs> and she's and she's just their little sister. Mm-hmm. However, she's a whole athlete. In full transparency, though, mom and daughter both have one hell of a background when it comes to NCAA competitions as volleyball players. Wait, um, wait, wait. Don't make a fuck about volleyball. <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. Look, no look, look at the views that a volleyball game gets. Look at the money that goes into volleyball. Nobody gives a fuck about volleyball. Nobody cares about volleyball until your child can't play varsity sports because all the women you dated were five, three, and below. Nothing personal. Um... <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's so funny. Oh. Sorry, but that's funny. She better play softball. You better watch what she play softball. It's funny because I heard that. Trigger. I heard that saying she in a in a different way from from a coach that I had. Like, He's like, man, don't man. Don't don't have, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I know. This is so big. I know you can fuck around and be like me. But no, but on serious note, so like, let's get back to to, to, to her. Like, she talked about how she had. She talked about um. She talked about how she's had five concussions, right? And we all wanted like. Uh, talk about concussions with just football. Right. And so I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and I was saying, and I, and I posted where Colin Murray, I said, oh, he made the right decision because he went from a $4 million signing bonus to a $23 million signing bonus and $35 million guaranteed. He made the right decision to play football over uh, baseball. And the person's response was, yeah, but then in 20 years, he's going to be blah, 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 blah. Look, man, he's a quarterback. Quarterbacks don't get hit that often. Like you worried about linemen, linebackers, running backs who are the ones who are taking the blow. And the blows. league is going like they will. They are protecting the quarterback. Exactly. They don't but, protect anybody else. But uh, what, what's that? What's that disease that we all talk about with football? Uh, CTE. CTE. Yeah. Like uh, if I if I, I I could be wrong, but the last I read, there's been more CTE in soccer than there has been in football. Why? Because you're hitting a hard ball. Mm-hmm. If somebody punts that bitch fifty yards and you hit that shit with your fucking forehead. That is terrible for your brain as somebody yes. who plays soccer. Like, it should hurt. Yeah. But it's part of the game and you have to fucking do it. So, you, you, you look at that, but then she's a volleyball player who's got five concussions playing fucking volleyball. Yeah. And she talks about how, like, those concussions 
lead to her anxiety, right? So that's a that's a mental health issue that that she has, and I want you to rock with me when I, when I make this point. We have these football players who are banging their heads constantly. And you like if you look at the players who have had a lot of the high the the the, the, the issues out in public, like with the with the abuse, right? Whether it's fighting dudes or fighting women, a lot of them play positions where they're getting their fucking head knocked off. Ray Rice, a running back. Kareem Hunt, a running back. Players who are getting, like, if a running back gets the ball, he's getting hit every play. If he does not score, he's getting hit. And this is at the age where they mid-20s. They've been doing this shit since, I started playing ball when I was like eight years old. Yeah, I thought so I was six. So I've been cracking my head since I was eight years old. And before your brain was even fully formed. Right. right. So, so when we look at these these cases where these guys, these guys are acting out and they're doing things that we think is are despicable because it's yeah it's despicable behavior, but we look at it from a criminal point of view. But there needs to be a mental health conversation about it because if you've been ramming your head into something for years, you're not sane. All right, I see where you're going. I'm not excusing it. I don't want it to appear that I'm excusing the behavior because wrong is wrong, but the approach to correcting the behavior. It's not taking somebody's paycheck and locking them up. The correct, the correct approach is getting them the help that they need to actually address the problem. And we're in agreement as far as getting help and addressing the problem. And I think in the African-American community specifically, there is a major point where people run away from getting the appropriate help. And the mental health issues that are apparent in our community is something that I think is the gap that we're not addressing correctly. Um, when we listen to that interview, we think about it. She said five five different concussions, whatever the case may be. We don't know how much time is in between them. I don't know if she addressed that with the coach or anything in that nature. But the one thing I do know is that there was no scenario where anyone, where there's no scenario where she was convinced that she should no longer position herself to hit her head on the floor. I played volleyball on multiple levels. Once I hit my head on the floor, that's it. No mas. I'm done. That, like, that dig was not worth it. At your age, now that makes sense. At somebody who's gotten a concussion, went to the sideline, threw up, stayed away from everybody else so nobody would ask me, are you okay? And went back on the field next drive. It's different when you're young, competing, and you have a, a different instinct. And that's, that's my battle right there, right? At some point, there has to be someone in your life that's willing to say to you, hey, listen, kid, it's only worth this much. But right now, the mentality when it comes to competitive sports and things of that nature is put your whole life into it. And it can't be a put your whole life into it. It can't be a risk-at-all scenario in everything that you do when it comes to competitive sports. Somewhere along the lines, you have to say, hey, one day you're going to want to be able to hold your grandkids. One day you're going to want to be able to freely go to the park and push a swing. One day you're going to want to be able to stand amongst a group of people and not have a panic attack. And I think those are the conversations within the community that are missing. When it comes to mental health, it doesn't have to necessarily be you sitting down with the person on the couch with a notebook, but a sense of community where the adults come together and they have a conversation about things that they could have done different. And you apply that wisdom that they've gained into the youth's life in order for them to make a stronger transition into who they want to be as an adult. Breaking that cycle of ridiculousness of, no, I need to put my whole soul into everything that I do. No, there's a smarter way to execute your basic things. That's my hope. I get what you're saying. 
And I say it's easier said than done. Absolutely. Um, and I just look at it so like I had two actual concussions uh, when I was playing ball in college. I probably I had some other instances that probably would have been compared, probably would have been said with concussion that I just thought it was, you know, how we, we said it was getting your, your uh, fucking head rattled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a, a lot of those more than I could count, but actual concussions where I was knocked out and didn't know what happened between a brief uh, point of time, I say two. And the second time it happened to me, um, my parents were at the game and they, when it, when it happened, you know, they, they knew something happened because they, they could just tell how it went up. And my dad and my cousin was like literally coming down to like they were going to come on the field. The next week was like one of our biggest games. It was against the Air Force. I did what I could to, which I, it was, it was stupid, but me being a leader on the team and this is my senior season and I'm like, yo, this is a game that we need. I went through all the, the protocol, this and that, but I played the next week, which I shouldn't have. Normally, you sit out at least a week after a concussion. Mm-hmm. Well, at least a week. Most people, two or three. I played the very next week, which was stupid as hell. And I still end up getting another one of those head-rattling moments. It wasn't a concussion, but I got another one of those head-rattling moments that week. But nobody nobody said to me that, you know, maybe you should sit this, sit this out. Like, it's not that important. And, and, I, and I didn't, even if somebody would have said that to me, I wouldn't want to hear it because for me at that moment, all I want to do is go out next week and beat Air Force and get this down, get the commanding chief trophy back. That was the first step for, for me. This is my senior season. I don't care about nothing y'all got to say. I'm just trying to win this game. That's fair. I get it. I don't, I don't agree with it, but I understand. Looking I understand. back, I don't agree with it. Yeah. At 27, I'll say that I don't agree with it. Right, I, I know at 21, 20, but at, like, at 21 again, yeah. I, will, I, will, I will probably react the same way. Oh, no, seven. Like, I would, so I've had the conversation, and people ask, like, if you have a son, like, will, will you let him play football? Like, let him, yes. Will I push it on him? Will I push it on him? I want to say no. Right. Like I really want to say that I won't, but I love football. It's my favorite sport. Like, and the way I've, I'm seeing the game get cleaned up to where like kids are playing flag football to damn near middle school now. Even some places to high school. Like, sure, if you're gonna start banging your head at seven, at fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, oh yeah, look at my body type. You're probably gonna play on the perimeter where you're not getting hit a lot. Like, you're not doing a lot of head-to-head banging unless you choose to do that shit. Like, I, as a DP, I played games where I had six tackles. And those six tackles were the only time I had contact the entire game. Why? Because the ball wasn't thrown that way. The running back didn't break that way. So, like, it wasn't terribly taxing on my head. So, like, I, I get that shit. Um, but I want to believe that I would be like, no, the long term does not. Does not the short term doesn't the juice the fuck with the squeeze whatever the juice, ain't the juice, the juice ain't worth the squeeze I say that the same time if I can spend fifty thousand dollars say fifty thousand dollars a year for you to get a fucking college education like and you get out of it with your sanity um I get it bro but I don't also don't have kids so like I yeah. I, I think yeah. way <laughs> I think way more objectively now because I don't have kids. I'm ignorant in that regard. And the conversation of being cautious of who you have kids with is 
big to me. Um, Ain't got to be smart to nut. No, you don't. What? You, and nor, <laughs> nor does another person need to be present for that. So keep both of those options in mind. That's, um, that's a whole other cook. Yeah. Uh, caviar. That's, <laughs> that's, caviar. That's a whole other caviar. What? You ain't got to be smart to do a dollar caviar. From combustion to none. Same thing. Um, <laughs> either way, you're losing your mind. <laughs> so, <Okay>. yo, <laughs> yo, woo, <laughs> 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 okay. Grease getting hot again. <laughs> you ran this off. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh so, cut. Uh, I forgot about it. Now you fresh cut wings. So, <laughs> it pulled itself out tonight. <laughs> So where I'm at with that perspective, though, when it there's more ways to get a scholarship than sports, okay. and when you count out the amount of NCAA athletes that are on a scholarship, full ride scholarship, true full ride scholarships that don't owe anything back and they actually survive it, the the number is decent. It's a strong number between Division One schools that are that are living that life. But you can just as easily put in the same work over the years in the academic realm. As a parent, you can put in that time mentoring, you can put in that time teaching your child how to survive academically at less physical risk than you can on the sports in the sports ring. I think that's where our community as blacks, African Americans, we fail. Because it's like, hey, sports is the easiest way to get into college and you're going to get into some type of pro league. And it's not, to be honest, it's not easy. It's also not easy. There's nothing effort. easy about it. We just don't exactly. put that effort towards where, when I say we, I mean the community yes. in general, because me personally, I did. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> no, like, we don't put that effort, the same effort that you put into sport. Like, that's that's time. Right. That's, you really, like, you playing sports, so that's damn near two quarters of the year, and then you're working out throughout the summer. Yes, so that's really... That's year round. I was a three sport athlete like graduated from high school. Right. But I, when I tell you, like, I did not know what to do with my time. Like, like my senior year when soccer season ended, and I was no shit like going home from school because I didn't have spring training. I didn't have workouts after school. Like, I was leaving school at three thirty. Didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I'm like, bro, what the fuck, y'all motherfuckers do all day after school. Yeah. Exactly. Go home and do your homework, and then like, oh no, my homework. Like, I'm just straight home from school. Yeah, like, the whole of high school, I don't remember that ever happening. Like in college, in college, unless when I was in college and I finally finished playing ball, like my last semester of college, I didn't know what the fuck. Like we would get out of class at like two o'clock, and I'm like, yo, what? Like, what do y'all do all day? Are you like you got so much time to sleep and rest and actually do homework? I was actually less productive then than I was. When I was when I had practice right. or workouts, I was a less productive person in college because I did not have extra shit going on. Like my days were usually over like two, three o'clock. So that's what I'm gonna do about that. Right. I'm getting away from taking a nap. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what to. though? This conversation brings to mind I think a reason why sometimes people default in the black community to investing in their children's participation in sports because participating in sports. I think most people would agree gives you a pretty good diversity of skill sets coming out of it. It's not just about a way to college or a way to progress. It's also character building, some other types of some other types of benefits that don't immediately present themselves in the classroom. 
I don't think that sports is the only way to do it. Right. I think people could be That's more right. engaged with their children at home. I think they also um, get too much credit to this year. They do, but well, what what I'm saying is not that it is what should be. I just think that sometimes people use actually what I think is that people sometimes use the availability of sports as a cop-out to participate in their children's lives on a consistent basis. They may not say it, but I've seen where people will say, essentially, with their actions, I'll let this coach mm-hmm. rear this child. The work ain't on you at that Yeah, point. Not, not that you're not doing anything. Right, right. Just that when it comes to like those hard lessons and trying to talk through them and work through them, the way I'm going to get my child from point A to Z in that is I'm going to enroll him or her in some sport and then they're going to come out this new creature. I think you're giving some people too much credit for like for like for thinking it that exactly. that, that thorough because these a lot of these people their their brains don't 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 work that far. Exactly. They they really think like my son is going to be the next this or that. Exactly. And if you're somebody who comes from an area where there are pro athletes like from the south, like name a random small town every four to five years there's a problem. There's somebody that comes town. out. <laughs> you name some of the bigger cities. You name some of the more the, the bigger schools. There's somebody coming out every year. Mm-hmm. So like, they look at oh why can't my son? Why can't my daughter? Especially my son, be the next so and so and so and so. And they don't realize that, bro. If you just make this motherfucker read a book or a few books before right. practice, right? Like, they can, uh, they can reach their academic goals and their sports goals at the same time. Like I know people who who washed out because they didn't have grades because one of the things that so many people forget, like there's this thing called the NCAA Clearinghouse, mm-hmm. and you have to have a certain GPA yes. and SAT combination in order to be a college athlete in NCAA. Now I'm not gonna get to my views on that because I don't think you should have to be smart to be a great athlete. I think that's just another hurdle to to limit some of the playing field to keep money going to certain people and away from others, but. You can achieve both, and to think that sports is your way out, like what was it? Uh, what did uh, Biggie say? Uh, you gotta uh, move crack rock or have a wicked jump shot or whatever. No, nope, that was Cameron. Uh, sports, drug, and entertainment album. Either you are slinging quack, either you are slinging crack rock, or you have a wicked jump shot. Biggie said something like that too, though. I don't know who said it first. Okay. Biggie said it too, though. Um, and. You know what? That's probably on Swaggerjack because you go back and listen to Jay Z say it came fighting Biggie back when they had their beef or who like uh, get the most people. To all right with that, but yeah, that's we're just not the right podcast. Um, but the thing is, like, in a lot of our minds in our society, that we we don't believe that we can like achieve our goals by being smart. We just have to be talented. Right. Like we have to be the entertainment. We have to be the health. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying like we believe in talent over effort. Yes. Yeah. Like oh, oh yeah. My son can make it out the hood by by being good at basketball, exactly. but he can't make it out by being good at math. Exactly. Even exactly. to put it on, I, I say the the community around it has just as much, if not more, influence on that than sometimes the parents. But I got made fun of for making all eights, bro. Same shit. Like my niggas make, and, and the jokes would be funny, and I was sitting there, I'm like, damn, bro, that's kind of funny, but like. I was never deterred by it. Like, like, should I be dumb? And I'm like, like, I'm like, man, y'all niggas dumb. Like, that's not my problem. Right. But the fact that like, somebody could make fun of me for being good at the shit that matters, yeah. right. and it was like socially acceptable, 
is nuts. And eventually, for me, it turned from making fun of to respect. But that took until I got a lot older and they were seeing the benefits that I was getting from yeah. that. <laughs> I would say, so I, not to date myself, but growing up um, in high school, one of the big things was our athletes, which our school, even in the North, were real big on, on basketball and football. Those were the two, even though we had soccer wrestling. Oh, our athletes could be dumb. <laughs> I went back like three times, four times. But our athletes did not really have to have the, the academic smarts. They were literally passed in classes. Some of them couldn't even read at the third grade level. They All they had to do was just talk and play ball, and the teachers would pass. That happened in the South too, big time. Oh, yeah. um, growing up, but it, it was so shocking to me because there was a guy I remember his name was. I ain't gonna say his name. <laughs> but he, he appreciates he, right, that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But What's he, up, right, right. he literally <laughs> could not function outside of high school, so he stayed in high school for six years. And they made right. waivers for him to play basketball every year. No, that's who dumb. Exactly. The waiver writer. Right. Right. Principal, and I, not a principal. He didn't get that box office money. But I try to tell that story, like when, whenever I talk about my uh, how I got to where I'm at, is because I was I was always undersized. I was always a good player, but I was undersized. So big schools didn't recruit me, and little schools didn't. Big schools didn't recruit me because I was too small. Little schools didn't recruit me because they figured that a bigger school would want me. So I ended up getting in at the academy based off of they they heard about me. And, and recruited me, and then for the fact that I had good grades and good SAT, AT, ACT scores, I was able to get in at a way quicker process than the normal person would be because I had exactly. I was a good athlete, and then my grades were good enough to right. get in there. But a lot of people don't they, like they don't see this. They don't they just want to look at the athletic side where I'm gonna take this approach and I'm gonna get in this way. But if that shit don't work, then what you got to fall back on? My, my, my best friend ended up playing Division One basketball. Like one of the reasons why he played Division One basketball was because he was an AB student. Yeah, a lot of people discredit the academic side of being a student athlete, right. but at the end of the day, there's a strong portion of student athletes in the, in the NCAA round that are far more gifted intellectually than they are athletically. And I'm confident that for the few that go to the professional level, got it, kudos to them. But those that are making that splash in the academic realm that aren't settling for uh, traditional jobs and they're making a push in the market, uh, I tip my hat to that community, mm-hmm. that they're using that talent to get themselves to where they want to be. And I'll, whenever I hear this conversation, I kind of always reference that W.E.B. Du Bois versus uh, Fred Douglas conversation where it's education versus um, the skill set, Booker T. That, yeah, that education versus skill set conversation. So what's more important, education or skill set? So I would absolutely say it's based on a sole individual. Like it's what you bring to the table. If you're not the person that's going to thrive in the classroom, especially in today's academic realm, where a majority of it is actual muscle is the ability to retain versus your ability to problem solve. If you're not strong with retention and you have a solid skill set, then that skill set portion is to your advantage. But if you're an individual that is 
very gifted in the realm of retention of information and your ability to apply the things that you've retained is suspect, it's, it's tough. I think it's more so along the lines of not which one is better, but it's know yourself. Y'all ain't got no thoughts on it? Y'all looking at me, y'all want to say something? No, no. I didn't know when we were going in that direction. Yeah. I don't know that I think either one of those is more important. I think resilience is more important than both. Man, pick a fucking side. And then, it is a side. My my options are not education or skill set. Those are your options. Those are not mine. Those are not my options. That's the question. My my options. (laughs) Yeah, I have it for you. I popped him on the arm for you. <laughs> and he did that. Sit you to start. She's going to tell me what my arm is. I heard what I'm You got the bar right. You presented when it came out your mouth. She did the hands on So, anyway, I would say resilience can make education or skill set beneficial in this setting. The, the setting of that argument. I think made it appropriate to discuss those two options. Mm-hmm. In 2019, I think a black person can use either one of those and use grit to push it to where it's highly beneficial for him or her. That's my thought. I will. So this is my personal view on the education system now of higher learning. It is more so a business than trying to teach for you know a specific skill set. Um, especially if you're going to a straight out um, Division One school, it's all about money. Instead of giving quality information and, and teaching the youth, the youth of today how to be successful in the world. Um, if we look at different programs um, at any school, you got all these basic classes that isn't even geared towards what you want your degree to be in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you're required to take all this. And it's all about the money. You you have to take this just to get to where you want to be. Spend two years in college, bullshit. Exactly. Now, mind you, I think those two years are necessary for for the maturation process. Like I like academically, I could have, I, I didn't need to go to college to to prove that I can master the set of skills that I've mastered in college. But I needed that four years of limited responsibility and I, to like become an adult. But, right, and I get that. I, I give sense. total credit to that. It's just the fact of the 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 platform that they put it out on. Is, so I agree with the four years or whatever you want to do. But if it was geared more so towards, let's say, um, you want to be an engineer, well then, shit, you should be taking four years worth of education that's geared towards you actually being an engineer instead of. Which I don't even know an engineer program. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I really don't. So oh, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more on the communication engineer over here. But it's more so. I mean, shit. Why? Why do I have to have like what six six semester hours in history, world history? What the hell does that have to do with engineering? Why the fuck do I even care about world history? Exactly. Unless I want to be some type of fucking teacher, professor, or some type of, you I mean, know, I just don't care. But I, I, yeah, was, I was an econ major, and I, and I, like, when you, when you brought that up, like, this shit clicked off instantly. I had a statistics teacher, uh, good teacher, but he just made tenure. And he let us know that he just made tenure and did not give a fuck about nothing. nothing. See? Yeah. Good person, 
he was probably a good teacher the years before then. But since he made tenure, he was like, since he made up? tenure, it was like, and he would he would put it out there, and I just made tenure, so I really don't care. I just want to tip my hat to you for being able to say that you are a person that can survive as an econ major, because I'd have fell asleep <laughs> freshman year, and I would not have, I would not so, have made it. And that's the thing, I, I tell a lot of people that once you get past the initial macro, micro, and you get into the shit outside of that, then it gets a little more Micro, yeah. like micro's not boring for me. It will. I enjoy my. I really. I like micro and I like macro. For I me, mean, I'm asleep. <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as you write e. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you what, what fucked up my entire like learning process was taking a micro econ class my junior year of high school was when I started learning about opportunity costs and learning about yeah. like. Like the effort, effort versus output, and that's when I no longer desire to be an online student because the effort was no longer worth the the output that you got from it. And I was like, yeah, bro, B and C's get degrees. Go to college. It becomes being a BC student because I knew the social life I wanted to have. I knew the sleep schedule I wanted to have. I wanted flexibility, and I'm like, I know how to get this B. I definitely get this C. Right. Why am I going to put effort into getting these great grades for what? Because the, the people who pay for me to go to school said, hey, I'm going to give you a job for four years if you get a 2.5. That's all I had to maintain. What, a 2.5? That's all I had to maintain. It's not easy to get this 2.5. Like, 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 it's not hard to get a 2.5 in college. Like, nowhere. Show up like, the majority of your classes. You show up most of the time, and when you don't show up, you let them know beforehand. Hey, I got this coming up. Or you, you shoot him the email. Hey, I had diarrhea this morning, even if he was just hungover. Or hit him with the, I got a, I got a migraine. Excused absences, young people. That is what your objective is. If you're going to miss class, excused absences. And if you miss class and you just happen to oversleep, don't show up late. Show up like right after class is over. Explain, hey, this came up. I just want to come in. Get to uh, make sure I didn't miss anything. Here's my assignment that was due today. We get to reading, so I want to let you know that yeah, I'm here. I got it. Or then if you want to start getting to that that risky level of finessing and bullshit, you be like, uh, did you get my email? I emailed you the assignment uh, I, uh, this morning. Oh no, I didn't get it. Okay, when I get back to my room, I email it to you again. <laughs> you skip your next class and then you do it. Let's <laughs> get the next to take care of it. Yo, but nah, yeah, I got back to notes, okay. I need to come to the school right before the exam one time. Cool ass damn. I ain't gonna put his name like that because he might still be. <laughs> Man, right, right there. I don't know think I will. Yeah. Had an exam. Grab a leg. Send him an email on that phone. Pickle mode. You knew I was coming. <laughs> Wait, no, Lee hit him with the final bumpy. Nah, not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs>
っとやむことでしょ。ロンプロンだよ。まあ、そうか。そうか。ティベルの。ティベルのピンダーの。ティベルのピンダーの。ティベルのピンダーの。ティベルのピンダーの。Always. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah